Hello, and welcome to the She Flourishes podcast, a weekly soul-stirring conversation that lifts you out of the funk and into the flourishing life, so you can live life as the best version of you. I'm your host, Brenda Jasmine. For the past 11 years, I've been coaching women and leading personal development workshops as a speaker and mindset coach. She Flourishes is an extension of those workshops and conversations and is designed to help you create the flourishing life that you were meant to live. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to part two of Setting Goals That Stick. Last week, we talked about having the belief and the self-efficacy to achieve your goals and what to do if you don't know what your goals are and some ideas around pre-goal setting. And today, we're going to dive into how you actually set goals that stick, which means setting a goal that not just, you know, setting it, but actually achieving your goal as well. So, Some of what I'm going to talk about today, um, actually all of what I'm going to talk about today is based in research from the science of goal setting and from positive psychology, and yet we're going to make it very applied to your own life. So I'll be talking about what we've learned in neuroscience and in goal setting, but I'll also be really bringing it back to what you can do in your everyday life so that you can set goals and achieve them. So just so we're all on the same page, first of all, you know, what is a goal? So a goal is any desired outcome that wouldn't otherwise happen without some kind of intervention. And a goal is a detour from the path of least resistance. And this comes from a leading neuroscience researcher, around behavior change and goal setting, Elliot Berkman. He's a professor of psychology at the University of Oregon. And um, I really love, especially the part about a goal as a detour from the path of least resistance, because you know our brains, they've evolved to keep us safe, right? Our brains don't really want us to try anything um, new that might create a threat. And so, you know, we really wanted, we do want to take the path of least resistance. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm a lazy person, you know what, we're actually all wired to um, not really, you know, set goals, yet it is um, an important thing to do. And, you know, there's things in our life that, you know, um, we have no resistance to them, right? So they're not really goals. Like if you're, you know, Yesterday, I met a friend for coffee. Um, last night, you know, I watched a, sh- a, a Netflix show. It's like these are things that, you know, I don't need to set a goal to do those. But then there's the things that we really want to achieve in our lives that we need that extra motivation to do them, the extra planning around them. And that's where we want to set a goal. And so why is it important to set goals? Well, the research shows that it actually helps to boost our motivation. It increases our self-confidence. We have enhanced well-being and resilience when we have goals, and it improves our performance. It actually really helps us to focus and clarify our actions. And so that rather than, you know, doing a whole bunch of different things that don't really get us anywhere, that we really become focused and that, you know, By the end of the year, we actually do achieve um, the things that we really want in our lives. 
And where does this fit into flourishing? Well, it is one of the pathways to flourishing. Um, if you remember me talking about in previous episodes about um, achievement and accomplishment being one of the pathways to flourishing, goal setting comes under that. So there are a number of steps that you can take to set goals, and I'm going to share those with you today. So let's dive in. The first thing you need to do, the first step in goal setting is to identify your goals. So we did some of this in the pre-goal setting, but now you really need to get specific on and clear on which goals are most important to you this year. And for the purposes of this episode, this goal setting session that we're doing here together today, I encourage you to choose one to three goals and research shows that really uh Working on three goals at any given time is is the maximum number for the greatest effectiveness. And I would also recommend that we think about goals that we want to achieve in the next 12 months. And so even if you have a five-year goal, you know, you could, you know, it's always good to break our goals down, right? So even to think about, well, what can you accomplish in the next 12 months that will get you toward your longer-term goal? So the first step then is to write down three goals, up to three goals, so one to three goals that you want to work on this year. And so some examples, and you know, we're going to refine these goals as we go through, but just sort of broad-based goals. Some examples could be that, you know, you want to exercise more often, or you want to clean out your basement, or maybe you want to spend more time with your kids, or maybe you want to um, seek more exciting um, experiences. Maybe you want to go on a a travel adventure or something like that. So write down three goals that you have. And if you also need a little bit of help with this, just think about, I don't know if you've ever done a wheel of life, but this is where you look at the different categories of your life. So the different categories or facets or dimensions of our life um, where people often do set goals can be around work and career or volunteer work. It can be around your relationships it can be around hobbies, leisure, fun, travel, adventure. I kind of put those into one category. Uh, it can be a money or financial goal. Another area of your life could be your personal growth, learning, or education, uh, your, any intellectual pursuits that you have. Maybe you have goals around your physical environment. Uh, another area where people set goals is around spiritual fulfillment. And another area can be around helping others and contribution. So if you need some help just sort of thinking about where, what areas of your life you might want to set goals in, those are some examples. And oh, and I I don't even think I mentioned health, health and your physical well-being. So, you know, and it's okay if all your goals are around health. Like for me this year, that's really my main focus are, are my health goals. And so I have a couple of main goals that are that are in that area. So um, go ahead and think about, um, and if you're in a situation where you can write them down, you can write them down, three of your goals that you have for this year. And so that's step number one. Step number two is to assess your goal and assess whether this is a goal that will stick. And I'm going to take you through 
um, a process, some questions. I actually am really excited because I developed this little acronym um, using the word stick to help you set goals that stick. So we're going to take your goals um, through these different, um, I'm gonna take you through these different areas and you can refine your goal to turn it into a goal that will be more likely to stick. The acronym that I've come up with, STICK, um, so the S stands for, um, so the S stands for something, the T, the I, the C, and the K. So let's start with the S, it stands for specific. The T stands for time-based. The I stands for intrinsic and approachable. The C stands for challenging yet achievable. And the K stands for know your why. So let's get a little bit more into the nitty gritty. So the first thing you need to do is assess, is your goal specific? And what we find is that, and what the research shows is that the more specific your goal is, the more likely you are going to achieve it. So you don't want your goal to be a vague goal. You want your goal to um, be, you know, so let's say it's that you want to read more um, rather than, so kind of a more vague goal would be, I want to read more or I want to read more books this year. And so to make it more specific, what we recommend or what I recommend is that you actually say, okay, I, um, be specific around, I want to read five more books this year, or I want to read, you know, five more fiction books and five nonfiction books this year. So think about what you could do to make your goal more specific, or maybe it's, you know, this is how many pages I'm going to read each day this year. If it's an exercise goal, maybe you're, you're broader, the first thing you wrote down is, okay, this is the year I want to get in shape. So I want to get in shape is is a, a rather vague goal. And so to make it more specific, you could say, you know, I am going to exercise for a minimum of 20 minutes a day, five days a week. That would be a more specific goal. And so anywhere where you can add numbers or measurements around your goal, that's really helpful because you know, what do they say? What gets measured gets done? Or, or how will you know when you're successful? How will you measure it? So anything you can do to add in some measures to make it more specific is wonderful. So that's the first, the S is um, in making goals stick is, is your goal specific? So go back to your goal and do what you can do to make it more specific. Then the T stands for time-based. And this is essentially just adding a, a deadline to your goal. And so, and, and remember too, like you might have even shorter term goals within your longer term goal. So, um, and we'll get to that in a moment. Maybe you'll have, you know, sub goals or action steps that are also time-based. But for the purposes of, you know, sort of looking at the, the big goal that, or the goal that you've listed, write down, you know, a date. So I'm going to achieve this goal by such and such a date. And so you might want to say December 31st of 2024, or perhaps this is a goal that you think you can achieve in six months. And so you want to put the date six months from today, three months, eight months, nine months, whatever it is for you, but definitely put a specific date that you want to achieve this goal by. That is very helpful as well. So that's the T. The I stands for intrinsic. 
So you want to ask yourself if your goal is intrinsic. And so what we mean by intrinsic goals, so some goals can either be intrinsic or extrinsic. So an extrinsic goal or an external goal would be a goal that someone else uh, has set for you or wants you to achieve. So this might be a goal that your um, your boss has for you, or if you're a younger person, maybe you think it's a goal your parents have for you, or um, maybe you're, I don't know, doing some sort of, uh, maybe you're certified in something and, you know, you, you need to keep your certification up to date. So this could potentially be a goal that someone else is saying you need to achieve. Um, so some of these goals, you know, the reality of you know, the workplace, for instance, is that there might be certain goals that you need to achieve. And what we ideally want to do, though, is to have our goals to be intrinsic goals. And so really, you know, assess the goal and say, is this a goal that I want for myself? So an intrinsic goal is a goal that you've identified for yourself, that you value it, you really truly believe it's the right thing for you to do. Um, And so that would be one way of looking at it. And, you know, another way, like, especially if it's a really joyful goal, it could be that, you know, you are just really excited about this goal that you feel like this is just something you really, really want to do. And um, so for instance, maybe it's, you know, playing a musical instrument that you are just, you know, really excited. No one else wants wants this for you. It's you want it for yourself. And ideally, the stronger goals are intrinsic goals. So I invite you to really ask yourself, is this a goal that is internally, um, that you've identified and that it's an internal goal, as opposed to a goal that someone else wants for you, like your, your parents or your partner or someone else in your life? The other part of the intrinsic is, I had said it, it's a goal that should be intrinsic and approachable. And so another thing we find with goals is that there's goals that are approachable um, and there's goals that we avoid. So there's avoidance goals and approachable go- goals. And I don't mean goals we avoid, I mean it's the action that we avoid. So you might say, I don't want to fail this test. That would be an avoidance goal versus I want to get a minimum of 80% on this test. That would be an approach goal. So approach goals are what you move, you're, you're moving toward an action or a behavior. Whereas an avoidance goal, it would be written in a way like I'm going to stop, you know, smoking or, you know, I will quit this. Um, I, you know, I don't want this. And so what we want to do is reframe our goal ideally to an approach goal, that um, it's what they have found in the research is that it's greater for our well-being when we are going, uh, when we're moving toward our goals. So it doesn't mean you need to change the avoidance-based goal. It just means you need to reframe it in a way to, you know, what flip it to what you actually do want and what you will do. The C in in uh, the acronym of stick and setting goals that stick or making sure that your goal is a goal that will stick. The C stands for challenging yet achievable. And so what you want to do is find the sweet spot with your goal and assess your goal to say, you know, is this stretching me, um, but not stretching you so much that you know, it's overwhelming, but that it does feel like a stretch goal. It's important that it's challenging and yet that it's not too easy. So finding that sweet spot. So feeling like I can still achieve this goal. And the research shows that if your goal is too easy, you're less likely to, 
you know, stay engaged with it. Whereas if your goal has that right amount of challenge to it, you actually engage more with it and you have more motivation around that goal. So um, ask your, you know, do that little bit of a stretch. I invite you to make sure, you know, get excited, something that excites you, but they're like, wow, like this would be really amazing if I achieved this goal. And I really do believe that I can achieve it. So challenging yet achievable. And then the K stands for know your why. And it's really, really important that your goals are aligned with your values and that you know um, you're emotionally engaged with the goal itself. You know why this goal is important to you. And the latest research in neuroscience um, that was done by, and I mentioned him earlier, Dr. Elliot Berkman, some of the really exciting new research around this is that we used to think that you know, your emotional brain, um, where you connected with your why, that um, when it was, you know, competing with your more logical brain, your frontal lobe, the newer part of your brain, that it was more the logic part that would, you know, win out. Uh, what the research shows now, um, and what we can do is they can actually study people's brains um, through these functional MRIs, which is really fascinating. What they have found is that the emotional sort of lizard brain, the older part of our brain where we create emotion, that part of our brain lights up and the frontal lobe, the logical part of our brain lights up um, when we're um, activated with a goal. So um, definitely we want to engage our why and we want to engage the logical part, which that comes in the next step of our goal setting process here. Um, so for right now, I want you to think, you know, what is your why? What gets you really emotionally connected to this goal? Why is this goal important to you? So really ask yourself and, and take the time and allow yourself to, to really get into this place of how you're going to feel when you've achieved this goal. Like just imagine 12 months from now, put yourself in that place. If you've achieved that goal, how will it feel? Or even throughout the year, you know, how will it feel as you're, you know, let's say you're exercising and getting more fit. How is that going to feel to you? So really get connected to your why. Um, there's a really great exercise too, where it's called the seven layers of why, where, and you can do this with a friend. And so you ask yourself, you know, why is this goal important? And then you ask yourself why again. So, and you keep asking yourself why seven times to really get to the core of why a goal is important to you. So that's a, a little thing that you can do as well. Or you can just say, okay, yeah, this is why this goal is really meaningful to me. So that's step number two. So step number one is write your goal, write one to three goals down. Step number two is assess each goal to make sure that it's a goal that will stick by looking to see is it specific, time-based, intrinsic and approachable, challenging yet achievable, and knowing your why. So step number three in goal setting is developing an action plan. So this is the how, this is that logical part of your brain comes on board now, where you say, how am I going to achieve this? What are the steps I need to take to achieve this goal? And do I have the skills to achieve it? Um, do I have the resources? Like, what do I need to put in place to make this goal uh, stick? What do I need to do to put in place to make this goal actually 
happen. And part of your action steps might be where you're, you know, you break it down into chunks. So you might even have those shorter term goals in there with with dates that are earlier on the calendar, as well as the longer term accomplishments or action steps um, in your goal. So write down the steps that you need to actually achieve your goal. Now, this one's a little bit interesting because depending on the type of goal you have set, sometimes it's like, you know, let's say you're planning an event. Well, then it's just, you know, step one, you know, find a, you know, decide what kind of event it is. Step two, um, you know, determine what the venue is. Step three is, you know, figure out am I serving food or, you know, whatever it is. So there's, there's, um, there's goals such as that, which are kind of those outcome goals where the outcome is the event. And then there's goals that are more what we call process goals, where you actually need to, it's, it's what you do um, that allows you to achieve the goal, what you do on a regular basis. So this is where, you know, you might need to create habits. So if it's, if this type of goal is the goal of exercising or, you know, like it's a health goal, like maybe you want to reach your ideal goal weight, um, if, or eat, you know, eat healthier, whatever that is, you need to think about what are the process goals. So let's say I, you know, you want to lose weight, um, that is maybe the outcome goal, but the process goals in between are, what do you need to do? Well, I need to do some meal planning. I need to plan some healthy meals. And so it's the daily goals. It's the weekly goals. It's the things you're doing on a consistent basis. Um, or same with getting in shape. It's the exercise that you're doing on a consistent basis. Those are the process goals. So those are the things you're doing um, on a regular basis over and over again in order to achieve the goal. So this is the deliberate practice that you're doing or the ongoing habits. So think about what type of goal it is. Is it more like a step-by-step to the end sort of goal or is it the type of goal that's going to require you to form some new habits and some behavior change along the way and make sure that's included in your action plan. So step one, write down your goal. Step two, assess whether it's a goal that will stick. Step number three is writing, developing that action plan and writing down the action steps. Step number four, this is a few different things, but I'm calling this step, set yourself up for success. And this is a way to increase the stickiness of your goal. Um, This is a way to make sure that your goal really is something that you achieve. These are some things, some supports that you can put in place in order to set yourself up for success. And this is also based in the research. So there's four things you can do to set yourself up for success. So the first thing you can do is to put some things in your environment that are called, uh, we call them in positive psychology, primers. And so primers are visual representations of things that remind you of your goal, or actually not even visual representations. I take that back. It's, it's, it's things that are in your environment that remind you of your goal. And so the reason it's not just visual is it can actually be um, auditory. It can be something that you smell. It can be... Um, so for instance, you could have a certain scent that reminds you of, of something. Um, they did this really funny study where they had people, um, you know, they gave people this cookie that was really crumbly and they found that, 
um, the, if they sprayed the, the scent of lemon in the air uh, with one group, but not the other group, the people who smelled the lemon were more likely to uh, clean up the crumbs after they ate the cookie. Uh, there's something about the smell of lemon that makes makes people want to keep things clean. So I keep, so this is why I keep a lemon scented soap in my in my kitchen. Um, I think, oh, maybe that'll you know encourage everyone to keep the kitchen clean. So um, you know, so that. That's actually a primer, the scent of lemon, or sometimes people have those um, infusers, right? The essential oils, or, you know, maybe there's certain scents that energize you. Uh, or a visual representation. Maybe there's um, a little figurine you put on your desk that that represents your goal. Or um, maybe you wear a bracelet that reminds you, um, you know, I have this bracelet with a little heart on it and it's made of rose quartz. Uh, my friend Kristen from Kukumu Creations, she made it. And that's a reminder to me to do the things that are, that include self-care and self-love and th- that are linked to my goals. So when I look at that bracelet, that's a primer. Or a, a vision board. If you have a vision board, that can be a primer. Uh, maybe your screensaver on your phone, you want to create something that reminds you of your goal. So uh, think about what primers you can put in your environment that will remind you. Music, um, auditory can be a really great primer as well. Maybe you start your workout or when you go out on a run you or a walk, you know, you have a certain playlist that really uh, pumps you up and helps you to go after your goal and, and do those action steps that are, are part of your goal. So those are primers. And uh, yeah, the research shows that those definitely help us to increase um, the likelihood of achieving our goal. Uh, a second, The second thing you can do to increase the stickiness of your goal and set yourself up for success are to set up some rewards and celebrations for yourself along the way. And they even say to celebrate the micro successes because our brain loves rewards. Like, you know how good it feels when you just check something off your list, right? You get that little release of that dopamine, that feel-good hormone, that neurotransmitter, right? That neurochemical that makes us feel good. So having those little um little checkpoints, those things where we say, yes, I did this. Our brain loves that and help that helps us to stay motivated and engaged with our goal. So think of rewards that are even the rewards for the little micro um, successes along the way. And then also think of rewards for those bigger milestones along the way towards your goal. And write a list of all the different things you could do to reward yourself. And this can be anything from, you know, you're giving, uh, you know, someone a high five or giving yourself a high five or a pat on the back to, you know, I'm going to make myself a, a delicious cup of coffee after I, you know, do my 10 minutes of meditation um, or after I work out, that's when I'm going to have, you know, that first cup of coffee. That could be a reward. I know a lot of people love to use coffee as a reward for certain things throughout the day. Um, or, you know, when it's a bigger goal, you know, maybe it's like, okay, once I have, you know, stuck with my goal, um, for four weeks, I'm going to go and, you know, maybe you're going to buy yourself a new journal or, um, you know, a, a new pair of Lululemon workout pants or whatever it is for you. Um, and maybe when you reach the final, the big goal, maybe you're going to take yourself to the spa, right? Like, so think about we all have different things that we 
use to reward ourselves. And you can even create a little celebration journal or a reward journal. And I invite you to do that. And and every time you're celebrating a success, you know, write down the date, what the success is that you're celebrating and um, what you did to celebrate it. So you could even have a little a little celebration journal as well. The third thing you can do to set yourself up for success and increase the stickiness of your goal is to create what are called pitfall plans. So these are the plans that you create in, um, for when you run into a barrier or an obstacle or a challenge along the journey to achieving your goal. And this really is, um, you know, that whole idea of if you don't, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. Um, this is actually, you know, planning ahead the things that can go wrong um, on the way to your goal. So let's say um, you know that, you know, when you go out with a certain group of friends that, you know, you always, everybody orders dessert. And so your pitfall plan, and maybe you've decided you don't want to have, you're not going to order dessert, or maybe you go to a certain place and everybody gets a donut or a croissant or something like that. And so you could say to yourself, and and maybe your goal is eating healthier. So you would say to yourself, if this happens, so if X happens, then I will do this. So if X, then Y. So if I go out with this group of friends that always orders dessert, then I will order um, a cappuccino that, you know, while they're all eating their dessert or a bowl of fruit or, you know, whatever it is. So setting, sort of pre-planning for things that could um, could happen, that's one way of doing it. Or if you know that, let's say your goal is exercise, you know, more daily activity, being a daily exerciser and you miss a day. So let's say you say, I'm gonna work out five days a week and then you miss a day. Um, so you could say to yourself, if I, you know, miss my workout on Friday because I slept in or I had an early meeting or whatever it is, then I will uh, make up for that workout on Saturday or Sunday. So you have um, contingency plans in place. You have plans in place for when things maybe go awry. And this is so important and so overlooked because often what we do is we set that goal and we're so excited when we set it and we think, oh, I'm going to be motivated to do this every day. And then, you know, life happens, right? And we fall off the wagon, right? And then sometimes we think, oh, I might as well just throw in the towel. You know, I'm not going to achieve this goal or I didn't lose any weight this week and, you know, I lost and then I gained it all back. And, you know, and then we, we get down on ourselves, right? We feel dejected. And so it's really important to have these pitfall plans in place and realize that, you know, permission to be human, right? We we have to have that self-compassion and know that, okay, we're not going to do this perfectly. All that matters is that we're making progress along the way. So that's the third thing you can do is have those pitfall plans in place. I will add something to that as well. And that's even when you're looking at your planning, to really look at, you know, how is this going to fit into the rest of your life? You know, what are you prepared to change in your life? So if you, you know, are, let's say you're training for a 5K run. I know I keep using fitness, and health, because I think that's where my head is at right now. But let's say you say you're going to do a 5K, but you haven't figured out a way to fit those runs into your schedule Um, especially, you know, the five kilometer runs that take a little bit longer, 
then you know you haven't really fully um, prepared and set yourself up for success for the goal. So think about what might need to go in onto the back burner. Or if you're going to read all those books, it might mean that you need to not spend as much time watching Netflix because you now want to be reading the books instead. So what are think about what are you prepared to change in your life to allow this goal to now be part of your life? And then the fourth thing to do, so that, and I, I include that in pitfall plans, like just planning ahead. And then finally, um, the fourth thing you can do to set yourself up for success, and the research supports this as well, is accountability. And that is having an accountability buddy, an accountability partner, or doing something that will make you feel accountable to your goal. And I talked about this in the last episode, I think, um, which is about making sure you're careful who you choose uh, to share your goals with. There are some people that, you know, want to protect you. Um, I know some people, if they tell their mother about a goal, like she'll think of all the ways that that isn't a good goal or, you know, and so um, there's certain, or someone might be jealous and not want you to achieve the goal. So really think about someone who has your best interests at heart, but also someone, and someone who believes that you can achieve it and will, you know, be your cheerleader, be there to hold you accountable, um, you know, gently accountable as you're going through this. So find someone, whether it's um, a friend or, you know, as a coach, I do this for people. Um, Maybe you have a mastermind group, but find a person or uh, a couple people that you know you can trust and tell them what you need in order to be accountable, like so to be accountable to them. So maybe it's that you say, I'm gonna text you at the end of every week and tell you how I did with my action plan and offer to reciprocate, right? Maybe they have a goal they're working toward or even better if you're working toward the same goal and you can share your your wins along the way. I really like, uh, there's one study where they have um, people look at up at a hill and say, okay, if you were going to walk up this, you know, you're going to walk up this hill and they ask them, you know, to assess the incline of the hill. And when someone is by themselves looking up at that hill they need to climb, they assess it as being 25% um, steeper than if you're looking at it with a friend and someone asks you to assess the steepness of the hill, you think it's 25% less steep when you have someone that you would be walking up the hill with. So I find that really fascinating. So having someone along the journey, um, that can actually make the obstacles uh, and the the goal itself feel less daunting. So I highly recommend you get an accountability buddy and accountability partner. So that's step four, setting yourself up for success and increasing the stickiness of your goal using those four techniques, the primers, the rewards, the pitfall plans, and the accountability. And then step number five is to act on the plan. So that's, you know, put it into action. So you've got this beautiful plan. You've got these action steps. Now you're actually going to put it into practice and act on your plan. And then step number six is to evaluate your plan. Um, You know, how's it going? So When you evaluate, um, you might, so maybe even at the end of the first week or the first month, you might say, okay, let me just evaluate, is this plan working? And if it's working, great, celebrate. Oh, this is fantastic, my plan's working. Or if it's not working, um, you might need to modify it a bit. Uh, If it's, 
like really not working at all, maybe you need a new plan altogether. Um, maybe it's not just tweak it. Maybe you need a whole new plan. Or when you evaluate it, maybe you realize that, you know what, I'm actually not as engaged with this goal. This goal isn't as important to me as I thought. I'm going to set a new goal. So take that time, step number six, to evaluate, is my plan working or not? And then make the adjust, uh, um, adjust accordingly. Okay, so those are the six steps to goal setting. So step one, identify your goals, write them down. Um, write down your one to three goals. Step number two, assess your goal. Is this a goal that will stick? Step number three, develop an action plan. Create those action steps. This is the how of your goal. How are you going to achieve it? Step number four is set yourself up for success using those four things you can do to increase the stickiness of your goal. Step number five is to act on your plan. And step number six is to evaluate your plan and then make adjustments going forward. So there you have it. That is part two of setting goals that stick. I invite you to really take the time to go through this process and I wish you all the best in setting goals that stick so that you can flourish and accomplish what's really important to you this year. Thanks so much for listening. And if you have a friend that you know would benefit from this and would really love to set goals and maybe share this with your accountability partner, right? And you can both set your goals in the same way. Uh, please share it with those people in your life who um, could benefit from this goal setting process. That would mean so much to me if you would do that. That really helps us to grow um, the show itself and, and get it out to more people. So thank you so much. And um, here's to all that amazing goal setting and goal achieving that you're going to do this year. Thanks for listening to the She Flourishes podcast. I hope this episode has inspired you to keep on creating the flourishing life you deserve. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend who would benefit from it. And remember to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you're listening. To learn more about how you can live a flourishing life, head over to brendajasmine.com or follow me on Instagram at underscore brendajasmine. Thanks again for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. In the meantime, keep on sharing your gifts with the world. See you soon.